0: Not you show. You know We've been hanging in there by the skin of our team um, for the last eight weeks and uh, I'm very proud of them, uh, you know, a little bit of victory and defeat and tonight they were too good for us, they blew us off the park early in them in that first 20 minutes and uh, we could not recover so uh, all the credit for them tonight and um, yeah, we're we'll, we'll just outdone tonight. We've been shuffling the decks a lot over the last sort of eight weeks, guys in, guys out, shuffling combinations, and no consistency in training with
1: guys in and out. But it's no excuses this time. You know who you are. You know how you want to play. and You know, you know, defence for semi-finals. That, that the defence is just not good enough. So I won't be finishing this year feeling happy. I just want to get on to next year and improve it.
0: Not no, not no, not there. Not there. Yeah, pretty buggy at the moment. That was a, that was a tough game. We, we knew we had to chuck everything out of the sharks today. Uh, but you know, we're through to another prelim. Um, we understand what it takes to win it and also know how it feels when you lose it. So we're going to make sure we get everything right this week and do our best shot next week. Power fans for coming out, what a turnout. I'm gonna sell out. Thanks for coming supporting us. One more game and let's go. Thank you. You can just see around around the stadium. The fans are loving it, they're fanatics and it's been a
1: long time coming and we're 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 a tight knit group and we've been working so hard for this but yeah the job's still going. We've still got a couple more games to go.
0: everybody, welcome to episode 258 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson, I've got Rob Cox on the line again in transit. I think we should change this name of this podcast uh, from Not The Footy Show to uh, Is Rob In Transit? Uh, I think that would be a much more apt way of doing things because, mate, um, speaking of teams in transit, Canberra headed back to Canberra because I'm gone. Yes,
1: yep. Ta-da. See you, Canberra. And uh, you would be happy to know that I picked absolutely zero from, um, from two again this weekend. So what do
0: I know? How many have you got from all six games that have been played so far? What's your record? One. One. Oh, well, you can turn off six. the footy show now because <laughs> hashtag analysis. It's, it's about to get really bad. Uh, semi-finals have been done. Uh, Parramatta have sent Canberra uh, crashing to a uh, week two reality check with a 40 points to four win on Friday night. So glad I was there. And then on uh, Saturday night, South Sydney did the same to Kinoa, uh, making Gus's prophecy of um, out in the straight sets true with uh, the Bunnies winning 38 points to 12. Uh, both games, yeah, the score line pretty much reflected on my thought, Coxmith.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, in, in my defence, just very quickly, uh, <laughs> often when I tip, you know, I, I tip the teams I want to win. So yes. you can imagine, imagine my mood lately. Um, but no, I mean, but, uh, you know, let, let's talk about this week. Um, you know, Canberra, Canberra just didn't. Canberra just didn't come out of the shed. Mind they, 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 really just didn't. You know, Parramatta kept getting second face plays on them, mm-hmm. and and Canberra couldn't tie that down. And um, you know, really, their, their defence probably let them down. Um, the, the they probably played their grand final last week to to coin a phrase, mate,
0: because they've um, been playing grand finals a- for for weeks. That was I think where they got themselves <laughs> in that problem. And Jack, they were a there. much
1: different team yeah. this week than last week. Yeah.
0: Oh, hundred uh, percent. We said it on the pod last week, and I'm not going to go back and get the audio because it's just too painful. But mm-hmm. if Parramatta started well, we were gone. And the very first attacking play that Parramatta put on in that semi final, they scored. They went straight through Sebastian, Chris, and Jordan Rabana, and it was over pretty much from that point. The next, I think, the next set inside our twenty, it went through Perold Savage's legs, and they scored again. I mean, when Tomáš check's beaten you, yeah, you know you're going well, and. um, that 12 nil, it was over. 16 nil, it was over. I know we got a great try through um, Xavier Savage, which if that had been in a winning game, people would be talking about try for a long time. But the fact is, Canberra were gone at halftime and we had a little burst after halftime that sort of said, hey, we're still here and having a crack. But Parramatta, mate, when they get going, they are a, a weapon of a side. Uh, those forwards were just yeah, tremendous in the middle.
1: Yeah. They're all very much, like, like, someone wrote, I think someone wrote this week, or maybe I dreamt it, but teams teams often reflect their halfback, right, right. And, and if they're a dominant halfback. Now, the, Parramatta are just like Mitchell Moses. When he's going well, he's flying. Yep. When he's not, he's dog voodoo. He's ordinary. Sometimes you'd look at him and go, how did you make first grade? You know, but that's that's what you get with Mitchell Moses and and he's definitely improved over the years but that's the team that's parramatta it depends which parramatta turns up you get the the shaky not too sure should we be here are we imposter syndrome parramatta yep. or do you get the you know the big dog in the house parramatta and you know this last weekend against canberra we got the big dogs they uh, sure you know they strutted around they they Beat Canberra up a bit and then they started to cut through cut them cut through with it, you know, like like you know, hot knives through butter. They just uh, they owned Canberra last week. There was Canberra, Canberra just again ran out of gas, mate. They played too many grand finals for too many weeks in a row and yep. just didn't have much left to give. But you know, mate, hats off to them because uh, around around uh, this year at round 10 or 12 mark. At, at round eight, um,
0: they'd won two games.
1: Yeah, I I didn't have them even near the eight. I had yep. it probably around about 13th or 14th, so yep. um, they definitely they definitely shone uh, better than what their their uh, early season showed them, uh, what, what we thought they were going to be anyway,
0: but yep. they did well. Uh, off the back of Papali, Sean Lane, Madison, uh, Junior Paulo was superb. Um, I actually thought Campbell-Gillard wasn't as big a factor as I thought he might have been in a game like that, but Brown and Moses just had all the time in the world to do whatever they wanted to, They were jumping off that second phase play. And and Canberra, who had had shown so much in that first eight minutes against Melbourne, um, they just couldn't replicate it. And there's a few things that I I don't like about what we did. I don't understand the whole um, Zach Wolford obsession that Ricky Stewart's got. Um, It's been three years, and I'm just convinced that Ricky Stewart doesn't rate Tom Starling enough um, and just doesn't think he's a – He's an 80-minute player. He's not a guy who you can get behind because Josh Hodgson's missed two of those seasons. And the one season where Starling had pretty much run of things, we made a prelim final. And even in that prelim final, he didn't play him for the first 40 minutes. Like, There's something going on there that I don't, don't understand. He came on after 16 nil, came with done. Um, and we really missed uh, Adam Elliott in the middle. And as much as we missed him, we missed the fact that CHN came on for Whitehead for HIA and in like the second tackle he tried to make, he went off as well and it was gone from the rotation and that stuffed us in the middle because Corey Horsburgh shouldn't have to play 65 minutes for the first time all year straight at lock. Uh, it also took him out of that rotation in the middle that had been so successful for us. And I know I'm, I'm on this with the Papali stuff the last few years and and I'm going to say it again, Ricky Stewart's handling of JTP in that game was horrendous. He played the Hold first. No, are you
1: are you beating up on Ricky?
0: Oh, Ricky, I, Ricky, you're he, so fine. You're so last, fine. He my hey, Ricky. He, Ricky.
1: Last week you were you were just stargazing at Ricky. This week you belt him.
0: No, no, he's the best coach for us. I've told you that a million times. Um, but Joe Tepin plays the first sixty minutes, first thirty minutes, and yeah, it wasn't a great situation we're in. But he didn't get on again until the fifty eighth. And we were down twenty two to four in the middle period there, just half-to-half time. What's the point in saving him for the last 20 minutes? What's the point? There is, there's I don't just, know. There's, there's no reason that he comes on at the end of the match if you haven't brought him on for the first 20th second half. That makes no yeah. sense. Especially when you're, yeah, when you're burning was... Horsburgh to a can, like he's candle to the end. Like he tried his guts out, Horsburgh. But Tepin's the one that to play 65 straight. There's no next week. Um, anyway, it just, it it, it was questionable. Uh, it didn't make the difference in the game, obviously, but it, who knows what happens if Tapine's on the start of the second half. 18 points is still through any three tries. Um, but all credit to, to Parramatta. And I wanted to go on this this tangent, um, which is, I got a mate, love you, Mickey, but um, he's love he loves Para uh, So does Dan Palmer, so does Dan Ward from that same WhatsApp group. But he's just going, why can't it be Parramatta's year this year? I mean, I'm not going to get it carried away, but why can't it be that year? And I'm like because it hasn't been the year for a long, long time. And he he tried to push the angle that the pressure's on Penrith. And I sent you, effectively, what I sent this WhatsApp group, which is just four little dot points. It says Penrith 2021, North Queensland 2015, South Sydney 2014, and Parramatta 1986. There is only one team in the competition left that is under... Uh, an avalanche of pressure to win the grand final, just to make the grand final—that is paramount, Parramatta-Cocksmith. Do you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, I do, I, and I think—and I think you know—the longer that Brad Arthur is there, the, the pressure's on him as well. If he yeah. was a new coach to the club this year, then I don't think there's much pressure. But you know, with time comes expectation. And if you're not—if you're not exceeding what, what you did last year or the year before, then the pressure comes. So look, they've already exceeded what they did last year. Yep. Um, but the pressure's on. If they, you know, Parramatta fans aren't going to be happy with a preliminary final loss, um, they they want to get to the grand final, and then if they get to the grand final, you know, who's to say they can't win a grand final? Correct. And that's what they're saying. So, yeah, I think the pressure is on Parramatta just because of it's been so long. 1986 is a is a long time. I mean, I don't think there's anyone playing in their team that would maybe. Maybe there is, but is there anyone playing
0: in their team that was born in 86? No, they're 36 if they're... Um, okay, so the 86. oldest
1: player would be who?
0: oh.
1: whoever it is. He's only got yeah, 30, something yep. like that. So, uh, you yeah, know, none of the players that are playing were born. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and they're you know, not even old him. enough, they're not even old enough, Cocksmith, to be, have been in that period post the success. Like, no. they're, they're if, even if they're 1990s, for example, so what's that, um... That's even thirty if you're ninety. So, like yeah. they they only got back onto their feet sort of late nineties, really. Yeah. And yeah. Um, then you went through the two thousand and one side, the two thousand and five side. Then you had the run of two thousand and nine, which no one really expected. Like they're not. Car- this is a funny thing about you know this new generation uh, thing is they're not carrying the same knowledge that the supporters are. Um, but that doesn't mean that the pressure is not going to be on them. And, and this isn't a bad – I, I don't think pressure is a bad thing. In Parramatta's case, like, the relief and the joy and everything that will happen to them if they win, it's going to be worth that pressure. It's going to be worth that disappointment. I guarantee you, Parramatta fans, you will be, you will be stoked. So don't – like, don't run away from, oh, other teams have got pressure on them. No, they don't. It's on you. Embrace it. Enjoy the week and see what happens.
1: just lost confidence. Yeah. I mean You're back. You're back. Yeah, He's I, back. I think yep. Yeah I think they I think they um they've just got to enjoy it mate because nothing that a fan can do can change. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, wanting something like there's no tomorrow um, doesn't change anything so you get stressed over nothing. Um, but I look when there's four teams left you know, there's obviously a lot more chance than at the beginning of the year of, of, of making a grand final to start with and, and that's the that's the first step here. Let's not put the cart before the horse, exactly. Because if Parramatta make the grand final, they're either going to play South, or which they would hope, I would suggest, or Penrith. Or, mm-hmm. or Penrith, which they probably don't really want because mm-hmm. Penrith spanked them last time they played, um, yeah. and it really did. Um, yeah. And you know, they'll be a, you, we, you would think they would probably be near full strength um when they play the grand final unless mm-hmm. the untoward happens but uh, look I think they've just got to concentrate on on this week because if if, if you don't um, you're going to go up to North Queensland you're going to play in you know up to 30 32 degree weather um, and North Queensland a very uh, have a very good record at home, um, especially in the hot weather and, and they'll they'll do to you what Penrith could do to you the next week or mm-hmm. South whatever it might be. So one week at a time, let's not get too excited by saying there's no, by coming out and, and huffing and puffing and, oh, there's no pressure. There's no pressure to win the grand final. What are you, what are you talking about winning one when you haven't ever made one? Yet?
0: <laughs> ah, boom. Uh, love you, Mickey. Okay. Uh, you got to make it, Mickey. <laughs> um, so 40 to four as a Canberra fan sitting there amongst a lot of Canberra fans. I uh, yes. had a discussion next to the kebab shop um, beforehand uh, with a Parramatta fan. And they were like, where are you Par- your Canberra fans coming from? I was going, look at the ages. They are all sort of 40 or 50. They were all sort of emerging fans when Canberra were really good. So there's a lot of those in Sydney. And uh, that was evident in the um, 2019 grand final, let alone there at Combank, which is a fantastic stadium and it's full. Wow, that was good. Um, I had no qualms with the game being played there, but I think Gus said it on the the telecast on Sunday. Let's play every game at Allianz now in the second week onwards, just play them all there. It's just a great stadium and I can't wait to get there, but I've got to wait for next year. Uh, that's what Canberra got to do as well. So Parramatta, they'll go up to North Queensland to play a prelim final, which hopefully is sold out already. Uh, I can't imagine any North Queensland fans are leaving, leaving any tickets to the Parramatta fans if they can help it. Uh, the other game, Coxsmith, I was pretty adamant that I didn't think Nico Hines could do it all on his own. Um, I thought, South would have too many weapons, but they only really needed one weapon in the end, and that was Cam Murray, 38 points to 12. How good was Cam Murray on Saturday night?
1: Yeah, he was very good, uh, you know, uh, straight up and down through the middle, and, and that's what he does, and he's very good at it. Um, you know, and for a bloke that isn't huge, um, mm. he's just got great leg speed, and, and uh, he's tough, and, you know, he's, he's only, you know, Achilles heel is is that he can be sparked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and and if you if you're playing against him, you'd really want to test him in the first ten or fifteen of any game. You'd really want to test him and get your, your middle forwards to pressure him yep. with some with some big defence. Um, but you know, once usually once he gets through that, um, he's you know he's a very very good player and he and he does that. He, I noticed lately he's kind of doing more of that Isaiah Yo thing. You know, where he's playing as a bit of a first receiver. Oh, he's been um, doing that for a
0: the Last two years this year, he's really lifted it up a notch because the general hasn't been up. there because Reynolds' not there, yeah. so you lose that in natural actual halfback. Um, and he's, yeah. he just he's touching the ball more than anybody at the moment, apart from Damian Cook. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's just a joy to watch. And as you said, the whole spark thing like he was senseless two weeks ago, and the last two weeks yeah. he played back to back great games. I mean, mm. yeah, just a, just a joy to watch that bloke. And I thought Cook and Totola were really good in, in support of him, Lachlan yeah. Ilias. Eight, that's two really strong semi-final games in a row, and I'm going to say it: Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell aren't fully on the song yet in attack. No, They're not, They're no. not. And, and South, no, South which Africa is a scary
1: proposition. yeah points edge. on
0: Cronulla, like uh, it's it's huge. And the try that ended it was the Cam Murray one when he walked straight through Dale Finnecane, who's going to be having nightmares about that for six months until next year. Um, that was just yeah. unbelievably soft. I mean, we played the audio at the start of the episode about. It's given just being bemused by the fact that um, Cronullo led in 32 and 38 yeah. points in back to back semis, another now the third best defensive <coughs> side for the year. Um, I know they got a try just after half time, um, and they probably should have got another one if Jesse Ramian wasn't a space cadet and been offside on that kick. Um, but that's the risk you run with a Jesse Ramian. He can either be brilliant or he can be costly. And I actually find that the the, the balance goes in one direction generally with him. We were talking about Hines and what he could do to, to make it all happen. He, he Again, he, he played well, but where was Will Kennedy? Where was Matt Moylan? Um, they were worse than oh, they were Matt, last week.
1: Matt, Moy- Matt, Moylan was, Matt Moylan was good in the first half. Um, he, he did some good things in the first half. But unfortunately, mate, it, you know, uh, chronologists didn't even look like scoring. They mm. didn't. No. I mean, um, against run of play, you know they got a little bit of luck here and there, but when they when they were running their shape at at um, Souths on that left edge, Souths right defensive edge, they didn't even look like it through. Yeah. There was no, you couldn't even yeah, you, know, you didn't even hold your breath for a second. It's just like uh, this is going to get shut down very quickly. Um, I'm, I'm not sure you know exactly why or what if it's personnel or if it's the shape that they are running that South just read so well, um, but. No, they they just didn't they just didn't look like they were, you know. Again, maybe maybe it's true what Gus said. You know, it probably is true that they had a very very easy draw com- comparably with the other top eight teams. Yeah, um, I think they played top eight teams eleven times in the season and only won two of those games. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, stats, mate. You can
0: you can <laughs> love, love a good You stat. can do what you can.
1: Well, when they don't play each other a fair amount of times, yep. um, you can get a good draw, you know, and there's another way to get a good draw, and that's to play the top teams during Origin time as well.
0: <laughs> exactly, um, exactly right. And,
1: and, and I think Cronulla had, it was a double barrel this year. They didn't have to play them too many times, and when they did, um, it was at, you know, on or around Origin times. So, you know, maybe all wasn't as shiny as it looked at Cronulla as far as their performances go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, but I still think that they looked better than they did for the last couple of years. I think he oh, has made a difference, and he'll continue to. You know, he's a he's a very switched on bloke, and I think he knows what he wants.
0: I will say this though: they've got a uh, horrendous off-season preseason coming up. He's going to run them into the ground on defence. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I hope you enjoyed your uh, your nice casual weeks against the inferior opposition the last couple of months, uh, Cronulla, because it's about to get a lot harder. The uh, other player that. I thought got really well handled by South was Blake Braley, who's had a great year. He he missed um, Royce Hunt in that first twenty minutes, which he's been offering to him. They didn't get a lot from their bench. McInnes wasn't as big a factor as he had been. Um, even Rudolph was was contained fairly well. The only time they looked dangerous at all was kicking to the two wingers for South, um, and that just can't be your game plan if you can't defend. That's the key. If like if you're defending well, you can live off that. But if you're not you're not stopping tries the other end, you, you've got to find other ways than, than via the kick. And um poor old Nico Hines, he looked gutted after the game. And you know, again, these are one of those things you've got to put in his back pocket. He's got to use it to drive him. Uh he couldn't have played much better than he did this year, to be fair. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's not enough if he's the the only one um that stands up in the big yeah. games. And that's and that's semi final football. I, I don't care. it's the like same as origin. You get to those games, you've got to find a way to to find another gear. If you've got to lift other players, especially you've got to make them better. Can't just be you trying to do it every everything himself. And and that's the challenge for for any team that gets knocked out this stage of
1: year. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, Nico Hines, I don't think, you know, I'm sure he I'm sure he's got a it was his first year as a as a uh, full-time halfback in, in first grade. So he will he will get a lot of uh um a lot of experience and a big boost going into next year because, he, you know, he was arguably their best player of the year. Um, and um, I think. Uh, well, he you was. Know, he was the forward, best player this
0: year. He was the, he was yeah. the, he's the Dalian winner. He'll win, he'll win the Dallium.
1: You think he will? Okay. Yep. Yep. Well, go, going forward this year will probably be, you know, even though disappointing as it is now, look back um, going forward as it goes breakout year. And, 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 uh, you know, because he, he played most of his games with Melbourne off the bench, um, and and but now he's he's seemingly found
0: his position. Yeah, bench or fullback um, was where he played at Melbourne because Pappenhausen was out. Yeah,
1: that's right. I, am still, I'm still, you know, I, I've, I said this before. I'm still not sure he's a pure seven. Mm. Um, I, I think, I think he's a, i think he's a six. I think he's a very good six. And if he had another seven in that team. Um, a good seven, uh, they'd be almost unstoppable. But, you know, that all depends on how, how their forwards are rolling, as we've spoken about quite often on the footy show. You know, your forwards have to lay that platform. And, and, yep. and that's exactly what, you know, going back to the other game, that's what Parramatta did to Canberra. Mm-hmm. They laid the platform and gave Mitchell Moses space and the, and, and the confidence to play his game and to get his kicks in and whatnot. When your forwards, when your forwards keep getting stopped on the ad line and you're not going anywhere... It's, it's a hard night. Um, and, and that was a little bit for Nico the other night. He, his forwards really didn't, you know, turn up and do the business and uh, as well as they have. And, uh, you know, Cronulla, two weeks in a row, you know, a bing, bada boom. Catch you it, later. See you, you
0: talk time. about uh, forwards. South Sydney, <laughs> they didn't have Tom Burgess for this game. I think he's out again next week against Penrith. Um, yeah, and, two weeks. And Sevilla Havili, who's their main dude off the bench now, did his calf in his first stint they're gonna have Favili and they're not gonna have Burgess against Penrith. As great as they have been for two straight weeks, the forward pack for South, that is that's half your rotation gone. That's just completely gone. Yeah. And I just don't know how they they feel it. Cheekam did a pretty good job the other night. This is where carrying a Cody Nickarima makes it hard on the bench. Is that do you have to play another middle, a Davy Moali or someone like that to try and you know make up the sum of, rather than two players, you have to use three forwards to try and fill that that rotation. That's the big challenge for Demetrio O'Donnell yeah. this week. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, it's a big loss.
1: It's a, it's a really big loss, um, you know, Burgess especially. Um, but Havili's been doing a fine job off the bench for them. Um, yeah, I, I think he's probably going to have to bring, him, bring another forward into that mix mate and maybe sacrifice uh, his halfback off the bench. Um, yep. You know, I know that Damien Cook gets a little bit tired these days, um, so it's good to have. And if, if, uh, if what's his name, uh, Ilias gets the wobble on um, at any time, he can take over as well. But, I, you know, you've got you've got to look at it week by week and say this could be our last game of the year. Do yeah, we exactly. want it to be our last game of the year? Uh, or do we want to play again next week? And you know you're going to get Burgess back the following week. So, uh, you know, you've got, be, you've got to play for this week.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot on the shoulders of Totola and Nichols this week, especially to support the uh, Cook and Murray show that's been going on. They're both their edge guys. J.R.R., I mean, he could end up going into the middle, but he's been doing such a good job on the edge. You, I don't think you can risk that. Uh, he's been he's been phenomenal for him really, the last second half of the year since he got back into that origin side. And um, Yeah, it's a lot to like about South. They do the business, as I said, Walker and Mitchell, both good without being you know fully great in that game. So they've got maybe another level to go to next week. So this prelim finals, Coxmith, we've got Friday night, North Queensland Parameter in Townsville, and then Penrith South at Stadium Australia on Saturday night. Surely this is a 70k crowd, surely.
1: Oh, you'd have to think so, mate. I mean, I I, I don't know seventy. I I think I think it's going to be high fifties. Which which is a which is a nice payday for the NRL, to be honest. Mm. Um, high fifties at a at a prelim final. Um, but it's a you know it's a game that people want to see. It's the grand final rematch from last year. Yep. Um, South Souths have got a, a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of beef with um, Penrith for a couple of things. You know, obviously they didn't like it being the final. They probably didn't like getting their noses rubbed into it a little bit with what uh, kick did. Uh-huh. Um, you know, online and, you know, it was only a bit cheeky. I don't. No, if you, if you can't honest. do it after
0: you win, when can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the way you, if that's know. the way you, you're built. Like that's, if you want to do it, then yeah. just, that's when you do it. It It wasn't as blatant as
1: what uh, Alfie did many years
0: ago. When he made it. can't play. Still can't yeah, find made up up a of that anywhere. Um it's <laughs> One of the great moments in rugby league. But, yeah. Uh, so, 70, so, 70K, uh, look, man, oh, it's got to happen. Because what, what are they waiting for? But if you're a Parramatta fan or you're a South fan, this is as big as it gets beyond, like, other than a grand final. It's a again, Saturday. We're only,
1: it could be this week and that's it. You won't see your team again for another oh, six months.
0: Get out so, there. Um, yeah. 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 If I was so, a supporter of either of those teams, I would. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I asked this question in a, another forum right now, Coxsmith, uh, your levels of who you're going for to win the comp. Okay. At number four for me, you know the answer. Go on, Cowboys. Oh, Parramatta. I want Parramatta to win. Come oh, on. Oh,
1: Oh, sorry, who you want to win or who, who you who can see I,
0: win? So number one is who I want to win the comp from Left the four teams left, and the number four is okay. who I don't want to win the comp. So number four for me is Parramatta with a bullet. I just don't want them to win. Okay. Sorry, Paras fans, but that's just how I'm built. I can't I can't be supporting Parramatta. So they're number four. What I'm about on,
1: you? I'm on South.
0: What, to what win on, the comp? Number or to, yeah, no, number four. My number okay. four is yep. South. Okay. And then number three? Okay, I've got North Queensland in third. Um, I'll happily happily hope that they win, but um, I don't think it's their time yet. Um, So they're at three. Number two? Cowboys. Cowboys. Number two, I've got Penrith, only because I want to see this dominance underline. I think if you end up with one win from three grand finals, you sort of you sort of fall into that manly category from the mid nineties where everyone went, Oh, they were just the best team, but they only won one comp, didn't they? One was like a half comp and the other one they got knocked out. Yeah, it's like there's, a, there's an there's asterisk that goes on you if you make one of only win one of three. From Mets, So you, you it, only want
1: Penrith to win one of three?
0: Well, I'm, i I want South to win the whole thing because I like their football, but um it's more that I think I think if you're Penrith and I want them I I'd like them to get two of three just to underline how dominant they are been this little period. Um Thing. We'll see how we go. And number two for you was the Cowboys, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: number,
0: one, number one, Penrith, number one. Yeah, I've got um, yep. South Sydney because I just I want to see Cam Murray um, with that trophy because I think he's just such a great player. Um, there are other reasons why I'm not as enthused about South, but you know they've got two weeks to to get me on side, um, the lads, and you know I don't I don't hate what I saw. I, I,
1: I, I can't get on side. I'm just not a fan, unfortunately. You know, but but I, I they're certainly
0: not a team that I hate. Uh, well, let me put it this way in regards to with I mean, Latrell Mitchell and his antics, and you love them or you don't like them, and that's fine, you're happy to be in both camps. But I'm of the view that if they win the comp, he might be a little bit less, um, unsufferable next year. <laughs> Whereas if uh, they don't win the comp, it's just going to be chip on the shoulder stuff again. And yeah. for me, it's like, but all wanna, that does, really all that like does get him, Littrell,
1: All that does to him, though, is it creates pressure for him. Mm. I I just don't know if it's the right way to do things. I mean, look, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, I think Luttrell is one of the best in the comp, and I'd I'd suggest that, you know, you'd almost build a team around him, you know, keep him there and just keep bringing players in until it really clicks. Um, That's, you know, but I just wonder about this pressure that, you know this bravado. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just not. I'm just not sure how much of it is real. Mm. You know, like uh, I wonder if it's the hundred percent Latrell we're seeing, or if the bravado is a bit of a, a shield. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know him. i met him once, so I have no idea. Uh, but I I don't know if I'd be creating that pressure on this. Maybe he thinks he needs it to lift.
0: Well, that's the thing. I I see, you can see humble Luttrell there. You can see it, but it's being sort of pushed aside with the bravado element. I'm like, you can't appeal to people being, which could be yourself, which is the humble one. Like, don't, you don't have to go in one direction completely is what I'm saying. And for me, maybe we'll see that if they win the comp, um, that the pressure's off his shoulders and we can see, you know, the next five or six years, a bit of more of a relaxed Luttrell and, and maybe even better football than what we've seen. But that's anyway, that's where we're getting ahead of ourselves. Again, South's out in the grand final. Penrith aren't in the grand final. The Cowboys aren't in the grand final. And Parramatta, definitely not in the grand final. So that's the episode recapping the semi-finals. everyone. Number 258, that's been Rob Cox. I've been Warwick Nicholson. We'll be back uh, midway through the week with our predictions for the prelims. Um, but they are pretty tasty. And the NRL's got to be salivating at the prospect of Parramatta versus Penrith or South. I don't think they'll be quite as enthused if it's North Queensland versus either of the other two.
1: Yeah, I think so, mate. And I mean, the other thing that they're salivating about is they're going to get near full stadiums to them this weekend, mm. and then a full one next weekend. Jeez, mate, love the money, 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 money. money <laughs> Imagine
0: money. how much they could have Cash. had. Imagine how much money they could have had if they hadn't played at Shark Park in first week. <laughs> yeah, but but I
1: guess that's the that's the um, you know that's the the weird thing about rugby league. We like a bit of tradition, and, and we like a bit of uh, you know home ground, kind of suburban grounds that only hold 15,000 people kind mm. of action. And and they make sense week in, week out. They just don't really make a lot of sense for semifinals yeah. you know, uh, or qualifying semifinals. Well, the good
0: news space. is we've got two weeks of footy to go and then we've got like a bumper six weeks of, of the World Cup, uh, which everyone's kind of, I think, sleeping on a little bit. That's going to be a great time um, to be a footy fan because you've, you've just got over the, the joys of the end of the season and then you get a little bit of a... Um, a month of a footy that people are going to really enjoy. So hopefully the World Cup lives up to uh, the weight we've had to endure to get to it. So, Coxmith, that's episode 258. We'll speak to you next time. Take us out, Sunshine.
1: Catch you later, mate. Have a Not the footy show.
0: Thinking of yep. no return call, Canberra aren't playing this weekend, so who cares about football? <laughs> it's funny how that changes so quickly. You go from I would being... I just start
1: talking about horse racing now,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Get on the ponies. John, you're not wrong. As you said, anything up to three or four horses could win it. I hope you're wrong about buying dingoes, eh, John? Because if Majestic Prince doesn't bring home the bickies in this one, well, my missus and kids could be singing for their supper tonight.
1: You been sleeping over there? Pepsi.